Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Holy Spirit, we know that you are here to minister to your people to touch their lives. Thank you so much. I pray that your will shall be done today as never before. Lift up the people of God and let them rise into their possession to possess the land and do what they are supposed to do in their time and in their generation. Holy Spirit, I believe in you and I trust in your power and your anointing once again as never before. I rely heavily on you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here. Thank you for your light and revelation and understanding. In Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. amen. How many believe I have a cordless mic? Abraham believed for nine years or 11 years or whatever till he had his promise. Amen. We, 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 I believe that I have a cordless mic. The day is coming, I'll put on a cordless mic and preach from the front to the back. Shout amen. Amen. All right, turn your Bible to the book of James. The book of James, please, chapter 3. Well, today we started our first early service, as we call it, early service, and uh, God was with us. About 12 people gave their life to Christ early service. Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Oh. 12 souls. Come on. Clap for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, we believe God. We are pressing on. And we are going to take the devil's property by force. We will make him a pensioner and uh, retire him from active service in Kolebu and the surrounding areas. Amen. And um, you know we have a, the first service starts from 8 to 9.45 and the second service, service starts at 10 o'clock to 12, 12.30. Amen. So if you are traveling to Kumasi and you want to leave and don't want to miss service, you can come for the early service and rush off. Hallelujah. Anytime you have such a program. But second service people, please be coming. You can come for both if you like. Because the word is always different. I don't preach the same thing. Amen. Amen. Now, before I go into the word, one or two announcements. We are having Basel Fest 91. I said Basel Fest 91. Oh. Now, maybe you don't know what it is. Basel Fest is the first of its kind that we are having, but all day on the 2nd of November, we are having a festival. And we are going to an open air ground at Accra Technical Training Center from the morning to the evening. The musicians are coming all the way from Kumasi. We'll be there and 
We are having a bazaar, Auntie, baby Mrs. Ademola will explain the details to us maybe after I finish preaching. And um, we are all going to be there. And that day, everybody must be there. You bring your, anybody you can bring, bring them, aunties, friends, uncles, children, everybody, bring there. There will be a lot of food and other things. I have never been to a bazaar before, but Basel Fest 91 is the beginning. Hallelujah. Maybe every year we'll have one and rejoice. We'll sell all sorts of things. And we believe God to, you know, bless us. Hallelujah. So be there. Turn to somebody and say, I will meet you there. Or look at somebody else eyeball to eyeball and say, I will meet you there. Amen. So let's, let's, let's be participators of what God is doing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. God is doing something. I, I want you to understand something. You can never really enjoy something unless you get involved in it. Look, this revolution, those who have, you know, when, they st- when the, uh, these people came in the beginning, they said, don't sit on the fence. Get involved in the revolution. And those who got involved, enjoyed it, benefited from it, and did some good things as well. So if you want to enjoy something and be involved in it, you, you have to put yourself head from head to toe inside the thing. But if you just come around, flitting here and there, you can never really benefit. Amen. So if we are fasting and praying, join us. If we are going door to door, join us. If we are having crusades, join us. If we are having a drama, join us. Amen. Don't sit on the fence. Turn to somebody and say, don't sit on the fence. Hallelujah. Now turn to somebody else and say, I will see you there. Basel Fest 91. Amen. Another thing I want to say is that um, we have AOFMs, area meetings. And uh, we are encouraging, not encouraging, commanding everybody to consider yourself to be a member of this church to be in an AOFM. And everybody in church, make it your goal that you will become an AOFM leader. Area that's AOFM means area meetings. You will become an area, because if you are a Christian and you never get to the point where you can talk to other Christians and tell them when the person comes with a problem and says that, oh, my husband uh, is now, has now started doing this and that and that, you don't have the word of God to tell them. You know, you are, you are nothing. Do you understand? You are nothing. You have to be able to have the word of God in you. After coming to church every week for a long time, apart from learning how to speak English, you must learn how to be able to share the word as well. Amen. So I want to encourage every Christian in this church, make it your goal that you will become AOFM leaders. Ellen and Mansa, amen. Apart from singing, singing is uh, it's not in the, even in the Bible. It just helps ministry that is there. So make it your goal to be an AOFM leader. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, James chapter 3. We are talking about spiritual mistakes. Now, the reason why I'm taking my time to go into this is because a mistake can set you back many years. A mistake can undo everything that you have done. The Bible says, the Bible says that a fly in the ointment causes the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. So also does a little folly 
to him that is of reputation for wisdom and honor. Hey. <laughs> now, you know what? This reminds me of the rapture. Bible says that Bible says that with a loud trumpet, with the sound of the trumpet, Jesus will come again. Hallelujah. Well, our day is going to come when the whole of Kolebu, you see how the nurses are looking out of the world, the neighbor world and so on. A time will come when a trumpet will sound. Pa, 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 pa. And all the believers who are alive in Christ will be caught up. We'll pass through the ceiling and we'll go to heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, some people will be left behind. We shall leave the instruments for you, the bass for you, and our cars, you can have all, everything. We shall leave everything behind. But what to you if you are left behind? Hallelujah. Don't be left behind. Don't be left behind. Amen. All the preaching I'm preaching, really, I'm, I'm giving everything I've got for you. Amen. So that you will be ready on that day. You will be part of the of the team that is caught up to be with the Lord. Amen. The reason why we are talking about mistakes is that everything that you do can suddenly be undone one day by just making an error. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You may do the right things. You may pray the right way. You may do all the correct things, marry the right person, do everything. And one day, you make a particular mistake. And that mistake, it just undoes everything that you have worked all the years to do. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And that is why I'm taking my time to talk about it. Because the Bible says that we all make many mistakes. So if you can afford it, or you can't afford it, but if you, if you can, God being your helper, you should not make certain mistakes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now we're talking about three categories of mistakes. Spiritual mistakes and financial mistakes and marital mistakes. Now these are the three main areas that pertain to our life. Your life is centered around your money and it centers around your marriage and it centers around your spiritual growth and life. And these are areas where grievous errors are made. Now last week we talked about mistakes that are made. A spirit, uh, one major mistake, if you read the program you see, it says that people who are not stable in fellowship and in their church life Today you are here and tomorrow you are there. Today you are here, tomorrow you are there. The Bible says that we should be like trees that are planted. Amen. I am sure that this thing that... Are they ready to come in? I am sure that this tree that is planted here has been like this for many, many months, if not years. I don't think that it has been shifted from flower pot to flower pot to flower pot. No way. If the thing is to grow, it has to stay in the same flower pot, be watered by the same uh, waterman or garden boy or whatever you call him. And it has to uh, 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 be encouraged and it has to stay firm. But if it is shifted, every time it's shifted, it's shifted. I can assure you, how many people think it will grow? You may not be a gardener or anything, but how many of you think that this tree will grow if it's shifted every two weeks? How many think that it will do well if it stays in the same flower pot? Hallelujah. Your flower pot is your church. It's your fellowship.
stay in the same flower pot at least for some time. I said, if you come to this church, you are a poor man. Within three years, you're, you will speak English better, number one. You will be a rich man, number two. You will be spiritually in the skies, number three. Hallelujah. Just three years. Amen. Just three years. Give you three years. You come here, you stay here. A lot of our people are coming from areas around. But when we finish with you, you will be a different person altogether. But just give us some time to have an effect on your life. Give us some time to minister to you. You will never be the same. After that, you can go anywhere and do, and you will do exploits. You will stand wherever, wherever you are sent to. Australia, Alaska, Kredium, Wild, Bogosu, everywhere you will stand and do exploits for Jesus. Shout hallelujah. Amen. Turn your Bible quickly to Ecclesiastes chapter 10. I want to show you that verse. Maybe you haven't seen it. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Verse 1, it says, Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary. Apothecary is, you know, somebody who deals, I think, or dealer in spices, my Bible says, and perfumes. To send forth a stinking savor. Ecclesiastes after Proverbs, I think, yeah. If you don't know where it is, turn to the book of Revelations to reveal to you where Ecclesiastes is. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 1. It said, dead flies. Everybody say, dead flies. Dead say, dead flies. Dead Cause the ointment. Have you found it? Yeah. Okay, underline it, circle it in your Bible, mark it. It says that dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. So doth a little folly him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. You see, if you have been doing well, you've been doing well, a little folly or a little mistake can just spoil everything, all that you've done. Amen. So that's why we're talking about mistakes. Now turn back to James and let's read the verse that we use as our base. James chapter 3, verse 2. Let's all read it together. James chapter 3, verse 2. And... uh, Ready, go. It says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Let's read it again. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. All right? Now that says in the RSB, it says, for we all make many mistakes. Where it says, for we offend all, it says, for we all make many mistakes. Hallelujah. So, the first mistake is going, you know, jumping from place to place. Jumping from church to church. Jumping from pastor to pastor. You want to see what this guy has. You want to see what this person is doing. I want to see what's happening at this place. And I, I told you, me, I'm a very stable person. I'm very stable, I mean, person where God tells me to be here, I'll be here. And it's a sign of maturity. Even in marriage, as I was telling you, if you want to marry, you have to decide. The, the beautiful girl, Bible says that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. Everybody is beautiful. Everybody has some beauty about him or her. But you have to decide to settle with one particular beauty and stay with that beauty for the rest of your life. And it is a sign of maturity where you settle and you stay with it. If you like, go to every church. This is not the only church that God is moving. There are so many churches, even churches that you haven't heard about. God is working. God is really moving. It's not the only place. Oh, if you like, try it. Go around and you see. And every time you see, you saw Pastor Nick came, he preached here. Wonderful message. 
wonderful revelations. We were all, you know, slain in our seats throughout the message. It was very, we were, we were really blessed. Go elsewhere, go to other churches. You find out that God is really moving. But you see, just like you, you can't, just like you can't jump from woman to woman, you can't jump from church to church. Stay at one place and benefit everything that is coming from that place. And the time will come when you'll be mature enough to go somewhere else. As I said, give us three years. Say three years. Your life will be different. Amen. So today we want to move on to the next mistake that we make spiritually. I'm going to talk about five mistakes that we make in the realm of the spirit or spiritually. The first one is having an unstable life, fellowship-wise and church-wise. You are just, you know, flitting from place to place, from person to person. You want to hear a movement. Somebody sat down right in this church where the choir, and she told me that, as for me, I want to go to every church to find and get something from everywhere. I said, my, my mother, I couldn't even tell her anyway. I said, you know, she, she wants to just get what God is doing everywhere. God is not, God does not expect us to do that. You have to be planted somewhere. I said, you have to be planted. Hallelujah. Now, the next mistake that we make, Christians make. Now, you are going to be surprised at this one. Because I know you may think that, no, we don't make that mistake. But we make that mistake. And it is a mistake which the devil is very happy that we make. It's a mistake that we make all the time. And we do all the time. And you may be a Christian here today, but where, what about next year? You see, I'm talking about things that, you know, you've, you've built up your life all these years. You've been coming to church. There are some of you, you are my own converts. There are some people that you came forward to give your life to Christ right at this altar. And since then, you've been in church. And you have been in church for the last two years, the last three years, or whatever it is. But there's something that if you do or you don't do, you are going to end up spoiling everything that you have worked at. All the, all the fasting and all the praying will just come to naught. Hallelujah. The next, the mistake that I'm talking about is a mistake of not operating in tongues as you should as a believer. Not praying in tongues the way you should as a believer. Because God says that he's tired of people that are using the tongues as some kind of side extra appendage, something that is added on, that is not really necessary, but we just have it and we add it on as something that, you know, you know, like it's an addition. Like sometimes you go to a car. Some cars are air-conditioned. Some have sound system. Some have various other things attached to it. But they are not essential to the car. It's just nice that it's there. But it's not necessary. And people are treating this, that the gift of praying in tongues as something that is nice. It's good that it's there. But it's not so important. And it's not so necessary. And you can see by the prayer lives of believers. The way they are praying. The way they, they treat the tongue. The gift of God that is in you. The way you don't pray. And I know a lot of you. I'm talking to you. You know. Let me tell you something. Tongues is the one thing that the devil is afraid of. And we make the mistake of not praying and shouting in tongues. Because as you operate in tongues, as you operate in tongues, you are, you, are operate, you, are no, you are no more natural. You see, not being prayerful, not prayerful and not spiritual is a mistake. There are some people who are too natural, human. Everything you see it from the logical point of view. And you cannot operate like that with the things of God always. No. 
Sometimes you just know, you have a knowing about something. And you don't have to have explanation. Sometimes you meet somebody, you know that you are, you are interested in a young lady. And somebody tells you that, no, this person, no. Explain it to me. Help me to understand. There's no analysis of this. There's no logical explanation. It's a spiritual thing. And if you are spiritual, you will get a lot of things from the Spirit of God. But you see, when we don't pray in tongues, we are not spiritual. <laughs> Look, when you talk to God, you become like God. Everybody who is with me, everybody who is with me becomes like me or I become like the person. There are some things that I say like Pastor Eddie and there are some things that Pastor T says like me because we move together. We are often together. We sleep in the same room sometimes. We stay together sometimes. So we do a lot of things together. So the way I think is the way sometimes if Reverend Saki is going to preach, I may not say anything, I may not say anything, but everything that he says is exactly what I would have said. Why? Because we've been together. So when you are with a spirit that is God, you become spiritual. You become godly. When you stay with God, you become godly. And I'm talking about being spiritual today. God says he's tired of too many Christians who are, you are just, you are just natural. Oh God. You are too logical. I mean, everything is, you, are, you, are, you, you know, you eat all the time. You know, as a Christian, we must realize that we don't have to eat all the time. There are times that we have to fast. I don't mean go hungry when you don't have money. I mean fast. Fasting is voluntary abstinence from food for spiritual purposes. Not for poverty purposes. <laughs> it's something that you decide to do. Something that you say that I'm going to do. And you see, you know, said that God, my, the food in my stomach is not preventing the, the prayer. So why should I fast? You see, here again, you are analyzing the thing too much. You can't progress with God if you don't become a spiritual man. And that is the mistake that people make. Look, whenever you go to a place, you have to realize that there is a climate. There is a, there's a spiritual atmosphere everywhere you are. And you just take offer. We have prayed in that place for hours. We've prayed there for hours. Now when you go to the place, it's like a prayer house. When you get there, you feel like praying. The climate is changing. The gods and the idols and the witches and wizards that are there have been unseated. Hallelujah. We've prayed and prayed and prayed and that place is just changing the whole spiritual. Even when you go, you don't even smell the, the surrounding, what do you call it, as there anymore. Do you smell it these days? I, I've not smelled it. Somebody was just telling me, do you, we don't smell this place anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Listen to me. Today I'm going to talk about spiritual things. I'm going to talk about spiritual things. Don't analyze it. Hallelujah. Don't think about it. Just do it. Just do it. It's in the Bible. Just do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Turn your Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let's read verse 4. Everybody read it. Read it out from your Bible. Shout it out. If you don't speak in tongues, you can speak in tongues today. Hallelujah. Receive the Holy Ghost and be filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues. God wants you to speak in tongues. The devil doesn't want you to speak in tongues. I'm not talking about ordinary prayer. You see, ordinary prayer, you are praying with your mind. You are praying with your understanding. And there are a lot of things that you don't know about that you ought to pray about. And when you pray with the Spirit, when you pray in tongues, that it is now a spiritual thing that you are doing. Look, I tell you, I pray most of my tongues, most of my prayer in the spirit. Most, 90% of my prayer is tongues. Say, Shall we pray about this? Shall we thank God? Shall we pray for this? Shall we do this? I just pray in tongues. Why? 
And it may sound like the same thing to you. But you see here again, you are analyzing the thing too much. Why are you listening to my tongues? I want you to understand there are many people you sit in your home many of you came to church today you didn't even pray like this peace small peace like this you did not even pray you just came like that with your you just came with your body you ate a proper breakfast and you arrived in church you are just, you are just here sort of to be entertained I'm talking about being spiritual if you are not spiritual you are going to be knocked out in no time look the people that were in this church at the beginning of there many of them are not here and many new people have come why? Why is it that there's always this in and out, in and out? Not only in our church, but in every church. It's because people never get rooted and grounded in the word of God and never become really spiritual. A spiritual man knows things. He understands things. He moves with God. Hallelujah. Let, let's read verse 4. It says, let's all read it together. One, two. That's the first reason why you ought to speak in tongues. To build up yourself. Is it physically? Is it physically? No, I'm asking you, is it physically? Is there anybody here who has done uh, macho exercises? Can I see by hand, please? Thank you, Lieutenant. Hey, Auntie Baby. <laughs> and who else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let me tell you something. All these people who have done these type of push-ups and press-ups and so on, they become stronger people in the natural. They build up themselves so that they are able to deal with physical things better than some of us. I mean, I've never done all the, I've done press-ups before, but I mean, that's a punishment. <laughs> as a punishment, not as something that I really wanted to do. And those who really want to build, when you, look, when you build yourself up and you become a black belt or blue belt or whatever, you see, in the physical world, you meet a policeman. I remember some guy, I, I used to know, he met a policeman at Circle and he, look, he doesn't look very big, you see, but he was a, he's a black belt. And the policeman was trying to hustle him at, at Circle. He looked at the policeman and said, it was quiet. He looked at him and then he just, he did something on the policeman was on the floor. <laughs> he walked away. <laughs> you see, he's able to tackle things in the physical. He's a physical man. Everything that he has is physically related. I want you to know, the Bible says that when you speak in tongues, you build up yourself spiritually. Hallelujah. You become a spiritual man. You understand spiritual things. You flow in things of the spirit. You deal with things in the spirit. You can sense demons. You can sense the climate. You can sense the atmosphere. You can touch things. You can do things. Oh, we need spiritual people. Hallelujah. God wants people that are built up, built up, built up, built up spiritually. Oh, we need to pray in tongues. I'm not talking about the tongues where we come and we sing how great that was, how great that was. At the end of it, let's just worship God. How great that was. No, not at all. Let me tell you something. If you do that, you will never flow into tongues. You will never build up yourself. You ask those who did exercise, where are they? You did exercise. How long do you do it for? Just once? How, how long? Regularly. Regularly, what, what, what were you doing? Um, lifting the weights. Lifting weights. Weight metals. So, were you doing it um, every day? Yeah. How, how long? For just two minutes, five minutes, 30 minutes? 
two hours. Hey. Two hours every day. Yeah. Two hours every day. Hey, your muscles are not bad. He's a dangerous man. Two hours every single day, this man was doing that. He was building himself. Look, let me tell you a, a fact, whether you want to accept it or not. If you want to build up yourself spiritually, you have to take your watch off. Look at the time. Say, it's nine o'clock. I'm going to do tongues, bodybuilding tongues, spiritual bodybuilding tongues for two hours. You have to decide that. You will never get anywhere. If you, and, and when you do it, that is when you begin to see the muscles de developing. That is when you begin to be a spiritual person. When we say certain things, you catch it immediately. Some people, when I'm preaching, you know what I'm going to say next. Because you are spiritual. Some of you, is, this news to you is graphic. Everything that I say is brand new. You don't you can't understand what is going to come next, even. I'm talking about being spiritual. I'm talking about shouting in tongues. I'm talking about praying and praying and praying until your spirit is built up. Bible says in Jude chapter 20, but ye beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Build up yourselves. Build up yourselves. Build up yourselves. God wants us to be, look, let me tell you, if you don't build up yourselves, you'll learn the word of God, you know the songs, and you do all the, the way that God has told us to build up ourselves is by praying in tongues. Pray. Bible says praying in the Holy Ghost in Jude. It says praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You, praying in English is not going to get you as far as you, you ought to. You have to pray in the Spirit. Bible says pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. There are a whole lot of Christians that need to be built up. Hallelujah. We, we, we build up our minds. You go to school. Me, I, I've been to school. I've learned things. I've learned so many things in school, from uh, kindergarten to primary school to secondary school, from one, from two, from three to four, four science, five science, we call it 5S1, 4S1, 5S1, Achimota, to sixth form biology, lower six, sweet lower, to upper six, from upper six to first year, FU University, MB2, I studied anatomy, biochemistry, physiology, third year, I studied pathology, uh, microbiology, pharmacology, 40, I studied pediatrics, obstetrics, and gynecology, 50, I studied surgery and medicine. My mind. My mind. Just my mind. Developing, 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 developing. Especially the part I remember that worms. I was learning about worms. Just then that this worm is... I'm, I'm serious. One day I bring my notes. I'll, bring, I'll put it in my pocket and bring my notes and read it to you. I learned about worms and flies. Scorpions and insects. Every kind. Because as a doctor, you ought to know that so this worm is coming out, it looks like that. We could identify them developing the mind. But you see, the schools don't train you to develop your spirit. They teach you to develop your mind. Society teaches you to be a macho man, develop your body. But the spirits are weaklings. They are weaklings in the realm of the spirit. Look, let me tell you, there are many mighty men sitting here, many mighty men and mighty women. Unless you take your time, like this macho man in the corner, and decide that you're going to pray. You're going to pray for one hour every day, two hours every day. You're going to shout in tongues, shout in tongues, shout in tongues. You will never get anywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you do that. You are going to be a weakling. If we could take spiritual x-ray of your spirit, you would be so thin, so bony. 
I want you to pray in tongues. I don't mean kebada suta la be amen. No, meto topololo bobo shakata kata balasamba. Me la babanda la babanda. Mito sakata kata malama shikito. Bebe kataka sakata mumunu musita tatandele bobo toko to boshinana. Mandele bosini kutova la bala babanda. Me babaka sakata na la babanda. Manda banda 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 mashikita. Meta papa la babondo. Meta kata sanda. Merele mono musona keta la bara la mana mumunu boshinele vedele vihana la mama. Manda la babanda. Hey la mama sakata kata kata. Shiki makata siko toko pakataka ye ye baba sakataka balaba shakaya. That's what I'm talking about. Tongues, tongues. Talking about real tongues. I'm not talking about pretending tongues. The reason why some of you, when you speak in tongues, is just ba 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 la 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 ba 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 la la la. Do you know why? Because the Bible says that out of your belly shall flow rivers. Of living water. Now, you who have studied geography, I did geography O level, I got one, by the way. And in geography, you learn that a river starts in the mountain. And when it starts, it's a small stream, it's a trickle. And then it begins to flow. But as it begins to flow, and as it begins to flow, and it's allowed to flow, it meanders and it goes and it gets wider, it gets bigger, it gets stronger, it gets powerful. That is how tongues is. Bible says that he spake this picky of the spirit of God. Saying that out of your belly, out of your belly shall flow, shall flow, shall flow, shall flow rivers of living water. Let the rivers flow. I said let the rivers flow. Let the rivers flow out of you. Don't stifle the river. Don't stop it. Let it flow. As it flows, it will get bigger. It will get stronger. It will change. It will become powerful. When you speak in the tongues, shakabe, you'll just be able to raise funds. You speak two words and then suddenly things will just change in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. You see Pastor Paddy sitting down there. He's a spiritual man. I have been at prayer meetings with him where he take off his shirt. Praying, praying for hours. As if he's in a warrior type of battle. That is what we have to do. That is what we have to do if we want to get somewhere in the realm of the spirit. I'm telling you, please. I don't, I don't say, oh, Pastor, you see, but I'm the type of, I have a child, a little child, so I, I don't have much time. You have much time. Yeah. You have time to chat. Say, hey, have you heard? Have you heard? Hey, have you heard? Did you see the wedding? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see the dress? Did you see that? Did you see that? You're always talking. Convert that pretty, pretty, pretty into kalabalaba shakaya. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How many want to speak in tongues like never before? How many are going to speak in tongues? You want to be spiritual. Hallelujah. Be spiritually oriented as a logical thinking person. Let me tell you, I, look, one would wonder that why am I somebody who is a doctor? Why do I believe in miracles? Why do I believe the word of God? Because I'm spiritual. A very logical person may not want to believe in it. How is it that when you touch somebody's head like that, the liver, which is about one meter below, will be healed of something? It, it doesn't make sense. You have to be spiritual. Hallelujah. I mean, some of you, you live in the house with demons. You don't even know you are, you are at peace with them. And they are at peace with you. I'm serious. You are living at home with demons. 
you sleep with your sister or your brother. Your sister is a witch. She flies in the night. You don't, you don't even know. She goes and comes and you are there with her. She leaves around 10 midnight, 10, 12 midnight and comes at 4 a.m. You are asleep. They don't, they don't have any problem with you. You are cool for them because you are not spiritual. Of course you come to the lighthouse, but you as an individual, you are not built up. You are not a macho spiritual man. So you are cool. You are cool for the witches and the wizards. They, li they like you. You are laughing. You know, there are some Christians who are liked by unbelievers. <laughs> I remember when I was, you said, you, there, there will be some Christians, you see, and they said, you, you are like your, the unbelievers, you say, you are like your crefe. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are the type, the type I, I like. They'll, they'll point to some very pseudo, do you know what is pseudo Christians? You know what is pseudo? Half, pseudo, semi, not really, false pseudo type of Christian. They, they, to point that, we like how you are. You are not changing like that guy that he's always this and that. You are, when we are doing this and he said, no, you are sociable. So you are nice. We like your Christianity. Yes, the devil's like, but we say, woe to you when all men speak well of you. Woe, woe to you. For so did their fathers to the prophets. Hallelujah. Let's, let's carry on. Let's carry on. I want to show you why you have to speak in tongues because you want to become a macho man. Turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 6. How many want to be a friend of demons? Alright. Let's see. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the revolution and in the power of his might. Have you seen in your Bible? Finally, my brethren, be strong in your coursework and in the power of his might. Alright. Put on the whole armor of God. Be strong where? In the Lord. Amen. I said amen. amen. Now put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Alright. And it goes on for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That means that you are not fighting against your mother-in-law. You are not fighting against your father-in-law. You are not fighting against the government. You are not fighting against the police. You are not fighting against BNI. You are fighting against principalities and against powers. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. We are not fighting against Saddam Hussein. You see, Saddam Hussein is, is controlled by another demonic power. Okay, there is a prince of Iraq. And one day we we'll talk about that. There is a prince of Iraq and every place has its prince and uh, king. That is you know, causing problems. So the Bible says we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. All right? How many want to take the whole armor of God? The Bible says take on the whole armor. Not, that means that some people will put on parts, which is true, because it's obvious some people have part of the armor on. Why would he tell you to put on the whole armor if everybody was going to put on everything? No. He knew why he told you put on the whole armor. Because it's as usual, some Christians will put on part of the armor. Some of you are naked, but you don't know. You came to church without your spiritual armor. Alright? It says, stand therefore having your loins get about with truth. How many have truth on, on you have truth on, on, you are wearing truth. You are truthful. Every time you tell a lie, you open the window. For the devil to come into your house every time you tell a lie don't tell lie even little lies i ask you a question that where were you don't lie say i wasn't there or i was there or i was here or i was there your boss asks you tell the truth even if it's hard speak the truth hallelujah let's be men of integrity 
Amen. Don't be sad from your work because you told a lie. How? As a born again Christian. No way. Amen. Let's read on. And your feet shall be the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. I want you to know that the devil is going to attack you with wicked darts. He will attack your business. He will attack your life. You see, one of the places that the devil attacks most is your money. Because your money answers every problem that comes to your life. Every problem that you have, money can answer almost all those problems. So one of the areas that the devil will attack you is your finances, your pocket. He will quench, he will drain your pocket dry. And the Bible says that if you have the shield of faith, you can quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Hallelujah. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All right, and verse 18, praying always. Everybody say, praying always. Pray With, all prayer. With all prayer. And supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now look at it, verse 18. It's part of the armor. Part of the armor. He said, put on the whole armor. In verse 16, he says, praying always. With all prayer. You see, that means all types of prayer. Another version says all types, all kinds of prayer. It's not enough to just pray, thank you, Jesus. Father, I believe I have this. Father, I pray this, I bind this, I lose it. I agree to this. No, you must also pray in tongues. All types of prayer are important. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Bible says praying always with all prayer, it will be a protection for you. When you pray in tongues, Bible says praying always, praying always, praying always for all saints in the spirit. That means in tongues. Whatever you see in the Holy Ghost or in the Spirit, it means in tongues. I want you to understand that when you pray in tongues, it's a protection for you. It is a protection for you. It is a protection. It's part of the armor of God. Bible says praying always as part of the armor. Take on the whole armor. When you pray in tongues, Becky, it's going to be a protection for you. Hallelujah. Or being when you pray in tongues, it is going to be a protection for you. Bible said, put on the whole armor and it's going to protect you. Oh, I've been there before, dear friend, when God wanted me to pray in tongues and I didn't pray. Look, I, I remember one day I was walking somewhere and the tongues was virtually coming out of, you know, the tongues was virtually coming out of my mouth. And I could sense that this time, God wants me to pray, but I didn't have time. I was, I was going somewhere and I was busy and I didn't have time. I tell you, what happened to me that day? If I could reverse my life so that I would not experience that day, I would have done it. Had I prayed in time, the tongue, you see, your spirit knows. The Holy Spirit knows what is coming. The Holy Spirit knows what is going to happen to you. And look, the day that you die, have you, have you often, every time I see people at a wakekeeping or something, I wonder, did they know that they were going to die? Were they thinking about it, that that day they will have an accident and they would die? But the Holy Spirit knows. And sometimes he wants you to just pray. He, he wants you to protect yourself. And you see, Christians, that's why I said, this is a mistake. To just lay back and just come to church once in a while and say, Amen. You just take your Bible 15 minutes every day and you just read and speak in tongues for five, three minutes. And you go out. You are a very busy man. You are a very busy woman. So you don't have time. Let me tell you, you have lost God. You have lost God completely. You've opened the door wide for certain things to come your way. I'm telling you, I have been there before. If I could reverse my life and live my life again, there are some days that if I had an opportunity to pray in tongues when I knew that I had to pray. So that's why sometimes when I wake up and say, pray, I said, no, I must pray. I don't know what I have to pray about. Let me pray. I don't know what is coming. I don't know what is happening. You don't know what is happening somewhere else. 
It's a protection. Look, Benny Hinn, I, I talked about Benny Hinn in the first service. Benny Hinn was traveling on a plane one night in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. And as he was, as he was flying across in his, his private airplane, there were five people in the plane. Suddenly, the engine stopped working. And the pilot turned back and told the three people that were in the plane that we are, the engine has stopped. We are going down. I mean, we are down. There's no, aero, no airport or whatever. So the plane just went down like that. And it landed in a field that, what do you call it, came off the uh, wings came off. The pilot went out. The eyes came out. The pilot, so Benny Hinn took the eyes and put it back in the name of Jesus. And so on. Benny Hinn's wife's leg was cut off. His arm, the arm was cut off. And all sorts of things happened. But Benny Hinn just came out like that. He just came out like that. Nothing happened to him. And later on, he was saying, he was telling me that somebody woke up in another state in America to him. Pray for Benny Hinn. Pray for him. Just pray. Ah, why? The man is asleep. He's asleep in his bed. But pray. You don't know what to pray about. You don't know the man is even in an airplane. Somebody just woke up. Pray. And in, in the spirit, in the spirit, you just pray. And you deal with death and certain other things that will come their way. And you just deal with it and, and it ends. You see, but when we just ignore, we leave out the essential protection that God is giving to us. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. I remember a day in my life, I woke up in the morning. It was 6 a.m. And suddenly I started to pray. I lay down on the floor. You know, I, sometimes, often I pray lying down. You know, sometimes, the reason why sometimes if we go for prayer means you see that I sit down quietly sometimes to pray is because sometimes I pray for a very, very long time. And if I walk around very actively for a very long time, I'll just get very tired. So if I'm praying for seven hours or six hours or whatever, I just take my, you know, long distance runners, when they're running, they just... Slowly, slowly. So I just lay down on my bed, on, my, on the floor, on the floor like that, and I just prayed for three hours. That afternoon, when I went out, I met a strange woman. Have you heard of a strange woman in the Bible? I met a strange woman. And I didn't know that I was going to meet that strange woman. And this strange woman, you know, she invited me. She called me. You know, that's the first and I think the only time that a woman has been so clear you know, give you scholarship to Australia and all these things. She, she actually, you know, said, do this, come. You know, and I, I knew that I didn't know what I was praying about three hours in the morning. I was just praying, praying. And you know, I was praying for myself. I was protecting myself. I didn't know what I was praying, but I was just obedient to the Spirit of God. And that girl was like a witch. I tell you, like a witch, a wizard witch. My goodness. Bible says that by the means of a horish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. This woman was this woman was a famous, she was a famous, what do you call it in the I mean, body of Christ? I mean, doing all sorts of things. I don't want to say otherwise you, you may suspect some people. <laughs> but I mean, she was, she just did, and you know, oh, if I've been tempted, uh, I say, look, me, I'm flesh and blood. Oh, I was tempted like what? If you had just pushed me like this, hey, I would have just fallen inside. Just small push like that, I fall inside. But I just know, I don't know how and where I got the strength from. Hallelujah. And God just delivered me. This girl went and talked, said so many things about me. I said, hey God, if I just even touched this girl like this, Aish, like it would have turned into something else altogether. I was praying for myself. I want you to know that when you pray in tongues, the Bible says it's the armor of God. It's the protection. 
is the protection. You don't know whether you're going to die in the, that day. There's an accident for you that day. You look at uh, airports, there was an accident between these CP cars, one of these uh, trailers or whatever, and they just, a car that was coming from Abri, they had arrived in Accra, and just as they got there, this, uh, what do they call them, graders or whatever, I just collected the whole Nissan Evan into the air with all the people. Early in the morning, early in the morning, you are, you are going out, you are going somewhere, you are going to do something good, and you don't know what is coming your way. I tell you, we need to pray. Amen. You need to pray for your husband. You need to pray for your wife. You need to pray for your children. You need to speak in tongues. John Wesley, who is founder of Methodist Church, very great church, founded a church, and he, the mother was praying in tongues all the time. She had 15 children. Some of you have only one child, two ch children. You are complaining. Somebody had 15 solid and had time to pray. I said, had time to pray. I said, had time to pray. I said, had time to protect her children until the 15th one was born, and then he was able to form the church that he, has, uh, that he did. We've got to pray to protect ourselves. Hallelujah. How many want to be, lose God? Left in body. Have you heard that before? Left your spirit, left your body? No. Amen. All right. Let's come back to First Corinthians quickly. We're just closing. Agama. Let, 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 let me take you to Mark Mark chapter 11 I think you all know that best Before we get to 1 Corinthians we Come back to 1 Corinthians Just Mark 11 I want to show you something beautiful about tongues You know when sometimes When people see me They think I'm a Libyan I said Mark 11 Mark 16 Sorry Sometimes when people see me They think I'm an Arab Hallelujah and sometimes when people see me, they think that I'm not born again. I'm a, you know, Lebanese businessman. I have a reason for telling you this because of the story I'm about to tell you. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. It says, And these signs shall follow the Presbyterians. In my name they shall cast out devils. Everybody, Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow the Baptists. They okay. And these signs shall follow the Pentecostal pastors that believe. They shall follow who? Who shall the signs follow? Look inside your Bible, please. Because one day somebody's going to tell you oh, these things are for spiritual people. These things are for these people. These are for this class of people. It's for them that do you believe? These signs shall follow you. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I want to tell you it's a grievous mistake not to speak in tongues. Because tongues is a sign. It's a sign that it's a sign. I don't know what a sign, what is it's just a sign. Hallelujah. It is a sign. And you don't put signboards under your pillow. If you want somebody to see the way somewhere, one day we are going to put a signboard out there to the way to the lighthouse chapel. We have a sign. We are not going to put it inside the chair. We put it outside somewhere for people to see. Oh, 
people don't know. You see, when I say, when I say that I look like a Libyan, people sometimes don't know that I'm a believer. So sometimes only the tongues that I'm speaking that they can identify that aha or a Christian. I remember sometime Calvary Road was having a, a retreat or a camp meeting or something at Legon Gardens, and there were some people I didn't know them, and I was just walking on my corridor on, on, on the campus, and I was I said, I said, it's a sign. I want everybody to know that I'm a believer. Amen. When I was going for my interview medical school, I, I walked into the place. All the students were sitting there, about 100 and something students. I just walked into the place. Oh, hello. Hello, how's it? Okay. When I was coming, when I went to Volta Hall to visit the ladies and including my wife, who, who didn't know she was going to be my wife, I walked in, they could hear me. He said, Dad has come to the hall. Aha, that's the sign. You see, the signboard are coming. The signs are being seen. The signs are being heard that I'm around. So as I was walking, this young lady looked at me. And instead of seeing me as a Lebanese, uh, what do you call it? Or seeing me as a Libyan terrorist? Or seeing me as any, what do you call it? She looked at me and she said, Do you, excuse me, do you know anything about Calvary Road uh, prayer meeting? I do you know where it's been. I said, Oh, yes, it's at the gardens. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. I never saw her again. But she could identify me immediately that I was a believer. You know, some of you need that protection. When people know that you are a believer, they don't offer you certain foolish things. And sometimes you don't need to be offered. If you are offered, you'll be tempted. Why, Why should you be tempted? Temptation is a bother. I said, temptation is a bother. I remember I was in my room one day with my roommate, Daniel Donko. And as I sat, I sat down on my chair. And I opened the door. The door was open. The room was very hot. So we were just in there. So I just felt like speaking in tongues. So I started speaking. And the tongues just began to flow. And the tongues just began to flow. Which country is he from? <laughs> where is he from? Is he, is he from, you know, Libya or wherever? I don't know. He's a Ghanaian. Yeah. What, what language is he speaking? He's speaking in tongues. You know something? This guy who, you know, he, I was speaking, I was sitting in, there were two chairs in our room. My roommate brought him in. I was just speaking to myself. When he, when he came, I lowered the volume a bit. I was looking at him. He sat down. And my, my roommate witnessed to him and asked him. And I also witnessed, would you like to give us? Oh, yes. I'm about to give my life to Christ. And that day, the guy was born again. His name was written in the book of life. Hallelujah. He saw the signboard and the signboard directed him to Jesus. Come on, put your hands together. Don't pretend. Let them know, let them know, let them know that you are a believer. Let us not be ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. Bible says we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are not ashamed. Are you ashamed of the gospel? No, tongues is an integral part of Christianity. It's integral. It's a main part of You cannot do without it. You cannot do without it. You have to speak in tongues. You have to shout in tongues. You have to learn to pray in tongues for long hours. You have to learn to build up yourself in the realm of the spirit. Speaking in tongues. Learn to protect yourself. Learn to show people that it's a sign that you are a believer. Let's, let's show, I'll show you one more thing before we end. 1 Corinthians now, chapter 14. 
want to show you what else tongues can do. Let's read verse 17 together. Are you being blessed this morning? Are you glad you came to church? Thank God. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 17. What does it say? For thou verily givest thanks well. Let's read verse 16. It says, Else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks? See, he understandeth not what thou sayest. For thou verily givest thanks well. I want you to know that when you speak in tongues, you give thanks well when you are giving thanks. But the other is not edified. The Bible says you are doing well. You are giving thanks well. You've done it well. You say thank you very well. Sometimes you say, shall we just praise the Lord? Shall we say thank you to Jesus? And maybe your little vocabs, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord. Change the gear into tongues and give thanks well. Thou verily givest thanks well. Turn to somebody and say, thou verily givest thanks well. Hallelujah. Learn to give thanks well. Learn to give thanks. Sometimes you are the Lord. Somebody blesses you. Somebody blesses you. You don't know how to say thank you. You don't know what to say. Sometimes you wish you could change into another language. That is how it is with God. God has blessed us. God has done so much. Sometimes we don't know exactly how to say thank you. We don't know how to give thanks to God. Change it into thanks. The Bible says, for thou verily, verily, verily means truly give us thanks well. Thank you, Jesus. Learn to speak in tongues. Look, let me tell you, when you don't speak in tongues, you are hurting yourself. Tell someone that you are hurting yourself. Yes. Learn to speak in tongues. Learn to speak. Why did God give us tongues? Bible says in first, another reason. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6, he said that pray without ceasing. How can you pray without ceasing? Is God out of his mind? Why did God tell you to pray without ceasing? Can you pray when you are driving a car? Can you pray when you are taking an exam? Can you pray when you are being interviewed? Yes, you can. When you pray in tongues, you can pray. I pray during that. I pray under my breath. Sometimes you watch me. You can't see my little, but I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm speaking out. I'm speaking out. Oh, shakalaba siki togoto sayata. Mendalaba siki tayanda. How do you pray all the time? By praying in tongues. First Corinthians, another, another reason that we don't want to open. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 28. The Bible says that if there is no interpreter, let him speak to himself and to God. So what does that mean? Let him speak to himself. And, that means that you can occupy yourself with tongues. Some of you, sometimes you are somewhere you are bored. How can you get bored if you are a Christian? If you are a Christian, you should never be bored. Because you can occupy yourself with tongues. I said you can occupy yourself with tongues. How can you be a believer and you, you get... Sometimes, one time I went to visit my uncle, far away in the north of uh, somewhere. And when I got there, it was like I was alone. And he was worried for me that, am I, am I, am I not bored? I said, no, I don't get bored. As a Christian, I don't get bored. I have tongues with me. What was There's no interpreter. When I'm there, there's no interpreter with me. I speak to myself and to God. How can you get bored as a believer? You are alone all day. What do you do with your time? Watch television. Read Milton Boom. Dear friend, you have missed the way. Read, pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Speak to yourself and to God. How can you get bored? Tell me something. How can you get bored as a Christian? Hallelujah. Speak to yourself and to God. When you are when you are walking on the road, speak Emilia. Speak to yourself and to God. There's no believer. You see, this generation are they are an Adamic generation. You understand why I mean Adamic They are falling. They are falling race. They are Gentiles. They don't know God. 
we can't occupy ourselves with that. If we talk with a lot with unbelievers, a lot of bad things, they'll say funny things. And you know, they'll talk and criticize and so on. And it's not good. Just leave them out. Hallelujah. Speak to yourself and to God. When you are alone tomorrow or this afternoon or this evening, ask yourself, is there any interpreter? There's no interpreter. What should I do? What should you do? What should you do at the back? Oh, the people at the back. What should you do? The back people, are you catching the anointing? What do you do? You speak to yourself and to God. Say it out loud. Speak to yourself and to God. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to occupy yourself with tongues. Just get involved. Hallelujah. Romo Sakatoni, Paralabashiki, Kosokuto. Another thing you can do is you can learn to interpret the tongues. Bible says everyone that prayeth in a no tongue should pray that he should interpret. What are you doing? Tongues that you don't interpret. Begin to pray that you interpret and begin, begin to pray. Mando Sukarada Boso Koto Kolo Boshi Kitehanda. I love you, Lord. I love you. I love your praises. I love serving you. I love walking with you. I love being in your church. I love being with your people. I worship you, Heavenly Father. That's the interpretation. Then you speak another one. Monda Raka Tusukoto Kutu Sakata. Today is your blessing. Today is your blessing coming forth. Today is your blessing. Today is your day of victory. Rise ye up and walk forth, for I have ordained that you should be successful today. Say the Spirit of the Lord. Mando Lolo Mosikita. Mendo Kati Sokutu. Meketa Katiko Tokolo Moshikita Kata Manande. Rumbu Dande Sunde Lati Polo Komuni. Mike Toste Stote Tate. Say the spirit of God. Why are you shy of your tongues? It is a sign that I've given to you. I want people to look at you and be in amazement. I want them to wonder what is this, and then you shall tell them, Yea, it is the spirit of the Lord that is upon me. Yes, when you play the symbols, I am blessed. Say the spirit of the Lord. When you play the symbols unto me, begin to prophesy. Begin to prophesy. Begin to prophesy. Hallelujah. Let the river flow out of you. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. It is a trickle. Some of you, your tongues is baby tongue. The tongues that you receive, Holy Ghost baptism time, long time ago, it has not developed into a mighty river. Let it flow. I said, let it flow. Learn to sing in tongues, say the Spirit of the Lord. You've been singing, get down on it. You've been singing in a rubber doster and all those things, but begin to sing in tongues, say the Spirit of the Lord. God says, I'm tired of unspiritual children. I'm tired of children that have made the mistake of putting tongues as a secondary ornamental addition that is not very necessary. God says that is very necessary. God says, rise up and speak in tongues. Shall we rise to our feet? Quickly. Begin to speak in tongues. Begin to speak. Open your mouth. Don't think. Don't meditate. Speak in tongues. Thank you, Jesus. Begin to interpret. Begin to interpret. Begin to flow, 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 flow. Flow in the Spirit of God. Flow in the things of God. Flow, flow, Spirit of God, flow. Let your river flow. Let the river flow. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events and so much more. 
Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.